ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Where have we been? Nobody fucking knows. But let me just tell you before we start this show, Jed, Jed Gillespie, that there is nothing better on planet Earth than making money whilst doing nothing. So yes. can you please buy some caffeine gum? It really meant a lot to me, mate. Yep. Good to see you, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I've had some good feedback on the caffeine gum. Um, just trying to think. It's been two, it's been two weeks now. Um, you probably need to explain your absence to a degree. Yeah, well, I got I got struck down. I've been uh, I spent the last two years since the pandemic started ducking, diving, dipping, dodging, and diving, and also ducking. Um, you know the the virus going around, and it got me. It finally got me last week. Holy shit, it got me good. Yeah. I was oh, I, worst I've ever felt in my life. Fire you know, all I've everyone I know has had pretty mild symptoms. <clears throat> minus a couple of people but um who who actually got it last week as well but fuck fuck dude i've been absolutely fucked couldn't move um i'd be waking up during the middle of the night shaking and I'd need a shower to calm down um that happened for about three nights. i didn't eat i didn't eat for about three days i didn't have a coffee for about four days which is even more unusual for well, you me. probably you probably felt sick from the withdrawals of coffee as well well, I, I just couldn't drink it. Like, I, I, I don't know why. Like, I'm a literally an addicted person uh, with a lot, a lot of things in my life, particularly caffeine, as you know. Yep. Um, couldn't stomach it, couldn't drink it. And then I've, I finally had a good night's sleep. And then the following night, I couldn't sleep because I had too much energy. So, okay. <laughs> so, and then, you know, this nasty sore throat and cough. And, yeah, it was, not, it, was, uh, it was not a lot of fun for me, but... Um, you know, I'm I'm on the other side out of, of it. Freedom Day today. Yeah, made sure I went and got a, a nice breakfast wrap and an almond cappuccino, strong, extra hot. Um, you know, oh, I'm mending, mate. I'm mending. Yeah, well, I, I still haven't had it. Well, I don't know. There's those people who haven't had it. I haven't had it, um, and I'm not really looking forward to it after all this chat about it being so bad. So uh, we had we had it south this week. We had. Three top squad coaches out with it. We had two managers out with it. Our physio out with it. Um, yeah, so we had. Let's uh, let's let's start there. So you yeah. you did the thing. Obviously, everyone saw a couple of weeks ago. Darren Coleman was in the um, at his home, isolating and coaching via effectively the phone. Um, yeah, you also did that this weekend. That was a horrible experience. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can bet. I bet it it's, is. Um, it was horrible. It was horrible. I, you know, I always get nervous on game day. It's, 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 it's funny. Uh, you know, you and I are both in the beginner stages of our coaching career. So we've got, we both got a lot to learn and we're still, we're still on that path. I, I've come to realize that your influence as a coach on game day is minimal, apart from setting the tone, reinforcing some key messages and, you know, making some good decisions around substituting players and hopefully giving some feedback on field if they listen to it. Um, so you tie that in with the fact that you're not even there. So you're sitting all on your own. Uh, you're in complete isolation. You haven't seen anyone for four days and you're sitting on the phone watching your team play. <laughs> you're listening to the commentary, which is... I can't do that. I can't do, I can't do that. Well, I won't be doing it again because it's questionable. I can't it's do questionable it. at best. And, um, you know, listening to some of the refereeing going on, you're going... Ah, and then, and then the game's over. It was not a good day for us. And you're sitting there all on your own, no one to talk to. <laughs> I, ca I can't even get booze. I, I can't even drink anyway because I feel terrible. 
That's and, um, um that sounds terrible. I I I got to be honest. If, I don't know if I'd survive that, and if I did have to do an isolated game day, I'd be doing it without volume. I I even all my um, and I don't necessarily have anything against the stand commentators. You might um, but except Sunny Bill um, but yeah. The, I can't do it. So when I, when I'm cutting up footage, I, I I don't use it. I just don't want to listen to like just dubious like random quirks and comments. Oh. I, I've got it heavily on mute. So I I don't know if I'd ever make it through that day. That could be the most stressful day of my whole fucking life if that happened. But but you just it, it's like you're helpless. You're t- totally helpless. You you know you send your messages to your boys to fucking make sure that their heads are on and all that kind of stuff. But in reality the only people that can do anything are the people that are there and the players and you're just, <laughs> Oh fuck. I, I, you know. I, I actually thought like recently, I thought like I've been waking up on Saturdays, like knowing what you said, knowing that like a lot of people say like, you know, once it's Saturday, like the work's been done and it's just time to, it's time to do it. Now you can, what you can impact is you can impact on field messaging. What you yeah. said, right. If they get it, I remember being a player, some messages I'd get and I'd be like, Go go fuck yourself! What the hell is that message? And yeah. then some you'd be like, yeah, okay, but like you know, whether it gets through, who knows? It's got to get through a few sets of ears before it gets to them. Um, so I thought, yeah, there's no reason to be stressed on game day. I now, even though we got a win on the weekend, I just go home and lay in the dark after the game. I yeah. my heart can't take like if I had hair or like I looked any younger, I'd be look I'd look fucked. So I'm, I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen now. It's funny. It's funny, isn't it? It's only because you care. It's only because you care a lot, and it's your your club and your team, and you know, you know. And at, at the end of the day, I, I look at it this way: if coaching, you've got full responsibility for everything that happens, but you, in reality, you've got very little control. Very you can, control. Well, you, you've I'm, got, well, you've got control, but you've got very little at the end of the day. Well, it's, 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 like a post match, like they won, so they were happy. But like, I'm like sitting down in a corner, like propped up with my head against the wall like dead and then like you know the boys are just like nice man like not perfect let's just do it. i'm like they're all, they're all got energy and I'm, I'm fucked i'm dead so so i'll say this to you uh on a game day as i'm the second grade head coach and the forwards coach for the club i'm going from about 11 o'clock in the morning and stressed out in my mind till about 5 30 p.m six six o'clock once we finish our meeting after the game, <laughs> I'll just go, if, you know, you eat once, you have about 15 coffees. Yeah, the eating, the eating's the, uh, my qualm at the moment. And G, the GDs are first world problems, but they might as well be put into some light. Like I get maybe a coffee if I'm not, I'm not a coffeesman like you on the way and like a, I don't know, fucking croissant or something. And then your next meal seven. So by the yeah. time the game is, I'm fucking, I, I, when I was coaching twos last year, I, in the nicest way possible, I like I didn't get invested in ones at all because I was just like I. It's just I can't I can't do it. I got to worry about this. So I, you know, I'm I'd switch off after twos. So I, that, I, that's I'm invested all day. day. I'm invested all day. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fucking long day, man. That's a fucking <laughs> long day. I'm look. It's 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 a lot of fun, and I'm learning a lot. Um, but yeah, by the end of the day, you're just going. Ugh. It's horrific. And, uh, do you have to deal with the people side of it as well? Where you, you know, where people will people tend to ring you or bat or batch if something goes wrong in terms of, you know, they they can't go to training or oh, a little little bit of both. Like I'd say, Ben handles most of it, but my phone's pretty full. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that stuff 
that stuff happens as well. So, I mean, at semi-professional rugby, that's always going to be the, the the issue is that like people have wives, people have kids, they get sick, they work overtime. So it's it's never it's never like nothing ever goes. You're effectively just waiting for something for whoever's going to fuck the plan up. And I mean, fuck it up. Like you know, we we understand that people got lives, but someone every week there'll be at least one hurdle. So. Oh, more than more than that. More so than that. you guys had you missed obviously last week where we went down to Randwick in round one. Um yeah. North obviously looked really good um in their game against East. Then this week you guys had Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Gordon um, Gordon mate, like obviously they'll be a top team this year, mate. They'll be a top team. They've got they've yeah. got the the, bone, the bones of like the 2020 side minus the guys who were Sort of just coming in for a bit, bit of extra artillery, um, but like they got they got good coaching over there, and they got seemed like they got good depth. They've got a good, reasonable set piece. They're just sort of smart, a smart football team, I think. Oh, I agree. They'll be they'll be there at the back end of the year, like they have been for the last little bit. Um, you know, you know, I don't I don't know if the score truly reflected the game, um, but yeah, look. Very evident where what we need to work on, and we'll be doing that this week. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think. Yeah, I mean that's it. It's. Did you watch all the games? Are you are you one of those? Oh, of mate, I did. I did my best, but I, to be honest, yeah. most of it goes into um, the footage right. for the next week. Yeah. I've seen a bit of Gordon because they're yeah. they were two in they're two in front of us. I think so. I do see a bit of Gordon. We obviously played him in the trials, but haven't seen um, too much. Uh, I'll just quickly go through the other ones. Um, in what. Surprised me a little bit, I got to say. Manly gave West a bit of a shellacking, um, 41 14. Um, now Manly, that, Manly had that surprised me, yeah. Manly, Langy Gleason went back to play for Manly and um, Douglas in the second row. So, yeah, Max Douglas, Max he Douglas, played, they, they he played, played the week before, yeah. He they played, both the week. played against, they both oh, did Langy play as well, yeah. Okay, well. That's a that's a pretty that I mean the the problem is round one Parramatta played West, so it was very hard to gauge. And that was a really close game. It's very hard to gauge where that sits. Um, yeah. Manly beating West well serves well for Manly, I think, in my opinion. Like that's uh, a- Manly had a red card very early on against us, so they played that whole game with fourteen men. So I don't think the round one was a full, uh, a real. I don't think it was a real glimpse of what they are this year, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes um, sense. But, uh, so I, I think that's a good result for them. Yeah, oh, definitely. It, it maybe yeah. it puts a little bit of light into maybe where where, where West are at, just because it's. It, and I know it's early, but it's very hard to tell sometimes when you're not sure when t- where teams stack up. Yeah. Um, whereas I think like the Rats going down sixteen thirty one to Norse again, it probably shows for me. North of the form team. North are on fire, mate. Yeah, they're just they're they're a very very good attacking side. Um, they're just they're, again they're smart footballers. The East game was a, the East game was a clinic. Um, yeah, this game obviously a little bit closer. I think the Rats are be a good side as well. But I, it's a bad time. It's funny saying that at the start of the season. It appears like North have just started absolutely red hot. So running into North straight away probably is not a great thing. Yeah, no, I agree totally. I agree. Who have you guys got next week? We've got Hunter on Friday at Hunter. Yeah, we're playing Friday as well. I don't mind that. Give give us the weekend. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad thing. You know? 
I don't, I don't know. I think like anything that interrupts people's regular planning sometimes uh, freaks me out only because I worry that it'll freak other people out. But look, it's pretty, it's pretty clear. I think this year more than ever. So I think when we were younger, there were times where it didn't really matter what happened. The top two teams would win. Um, at the moment, it sort of appears that if you play poorly, you'll lose. And yeah. if you play reasonably well, you're a good chance of winning. Yeah, I, I I agree. I feel like I feel like you can lose. Any team can win. Well, pretty much any team can win if you if they play well in this competition. And if you lose, you're more than likely. If sorry, if you play badly, you're more than likely going to lose. Yeah, I is mean, that, a, is that yeah? A good example is we were very poor against Randwick, and we lost in a close match. So I think that sort of gives. I certainly gave me us a good indicator of like, well, guys, if you, if you show up and you you literally play awful. Um, you'll get done. So I think that's good for the comp. I think that'll keep people interested. In um, just quickly, uh, Uni beat Randwick thirty four twenty one. Sort of saw that coming. Uni they, very, they always bounce back, don't they? Yeah, Uni they're set like set piece team at home. It didn't really match up well for the Rats. I, I mean, for Randwick, I don't think. And then I actually watched this game in full. Uh, two Blues played Hunter, so Hunter won twenty nine twelve. That didn't reflect the game at all. So I've got to give a shout out to Two Blues. They, it was it was it was a close close game. Um, it was twelve it was twelve all for a long period. Um, Two Blues did some really good stuff. So credit to Hunter for winning. They've obviously got like their inside center. I think did preseason at Tars. He's a massive unit, like ball running guy, and they've you know recruited their ass off. Um, their ten used to play for North. Uh, big left foot, but Parramatta, Parramatta played well. They did a good job. It was really tight until literally the death. So, um, I thought uh, I thought Hunter. Who did they play last week? Para. No, no. Oh, I've seen uh, Hunter. Yeah, they played. Give me two seconds. Was Talk it Gordon? Talk no, it was Gordon. Him. Yeah, it was Gordon. They pushed them yeah. all the way. Yeah, I thought I thought they played pretty bloody well against Gordon. To be honest. Yeah, they did. They like they've got they've got them. So they've got the foundations for. A good side, and when I say foundations, like if I was building a team tomorrow, that I'm like, okay, I need to be competitive. What do I need? I need a really big. I need a ten with a giant, giant kick. So they got a ten, left footed ten with a giant kick, a good ball, ball running, twelve, um, and hard, and some hard workers. So like, what will come down to them is if they can deliver at set piece, which they didn't on the weekend. But they they were way better against Gordon. So I watched the Gordon game. That they they did a good job. I also think it's hard winning up there. I agree too. Um, are you, have you uh, played how up are you there? Guys gonna do, nah, I've never never been there. How, how are you I guys did. doing it? It wasn't it wasn't like it was cool because it, they were very like very welcoming. It was cool to be in Newcastle, like but, country rugby, country rugby types. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Like it was really cool. They're all nice guys. Like. They, like it was their first year in the comp, but it was a bit of a grind. Like you do feel like you're away. You're away in a faraway land for a lot of people who've never done it before. There's, you know, there's just a different environment. It, it was hard. So it yep. was, and I like, we're, so we're heading into that this week. Hey, would you rather go there or go to Penrith? Who am I playing? Penrith. Well, do I want, yeah, I, look, I think, I think I'd rather go to <laughs> I know it's a tough one, but I, it's 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 closer. It's closer. Well, that's next. Yeah, that's next door for you, basically. <laughs> <laughs> next to the North Ride, massive. 
yeah, so that's um, that's the weekend it was. Um, and look, it was it was a uh, it, it was a interesting weekend of rugby. I think it's going to take a few more weeks to show sort of who's who's who in the zoo. Um, most guys, most a couple of teams dropped an early game, like Uni, like Ask yourself have dropped a game. A lot of teams are one on one, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I agree. I th- I think this will be the closest comp in a long time. And there'll be some surprise results the whole way through. Um, from what I've seen, I've, I've watched quite a bit of the last couple of weeks. And, and I think COVID's going to have a part to play and injuries will have a part to play. And I think super, what's already having a part to play, super rugby teams taking players will have a part to play as well. Yeah, that, that'll be an interesting one. I, um, I'm not sure how that'll pan out. I, I, it's, it's, it's hard to tell. I mean... They've sort we've of lost, we've lost a guy already. We had a guy. We've, I suppose, we're losing our fringe guys. So you know, the guys who are in the academies, or whatnot. We have lost one other guy externally, and there's probably been two other guys who we suspected would be back and aren't back. Um. So yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. I um. Well, on that, a a guy, a guy uh, listens to the show, uh. The artist formerly known as has sent me through the top 10 prospects of the shoot shield to look at. Did you see that one? No. Well, sorry, I did see it, but it's behind a paywall. So yeah, I've got to just on that rugby news. How many how many people are paying for that paywall? Like it, honestly, it, it must be enough for them to keep active, but every time I see the paywall, we don't use it. What is it? It's a 99 bucks a year or something. I, I think it's 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 like a hundred bucks yeah. a year. So if you get a thousand people. It's not a bad little, you know. Um, but yeah, look, a few guys to look out for. It's, it's an interesting one. I, I, I got to be honest. I don't know all of them. Um, that's probably because then some of the some of the guys are new. They've got Simon Kennywell at Sydney University. Um, do you know if has he has he been playing? I haven't noticed him. Yeah, that's a funny one. I, I was surprised to see him back there. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have thought so, but thought he was a Randwick man. He was, yeah. That's interesting. So he's joined the he's joined the federation. Um, <laughs> where he plays, I mean, he'll be. A, he's very obviously experienced and for, like professional athlete. Um, Jordan Jackson Hope at Eastern Suburbs. So that was one that I th- I think happened last year. We obviously played him on the weekend. He tell you what, he's getting through some work there. He's his touches per game are phenomenal. He's uh, a good player, man. He's very good. He's a good player. He really rose to prominence early in his life. Like he, he was sort of in and around the Brumbies team when he was like nineteen or twenty, and he's not very old now. Spent um, some time. Spent some time in Japan recently. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think he played for the Sunwolves actually as well. Yeah, he did. Um, he did. Yeah. So put it this way: look, he, he he's a good player. He had a lot of touches. Jeez, they give him the ball a lot. So I hope they give him some help because at the moment he's bloody he's copping a belting. Um, one, one man mission. Yeah, he's on a one man mission. And actually, I saw um, on the list as well is uh, Tavita Funa. So I saw him. Uh, it appears that he's going to play Peter Shoot Shield this year, um, just the way that Tars is shaping up. So he's uh, playing for the two Blues. He played a little bit of fullback, um, not a full game in their loss. Um, he looked good, but it's going to be. As any professional sort of learns, it's it's tough week in and week out. If you signed up to play for the Waratahs and you end up playing shoot shield, it, it does become a bit difficult. He was he's a I'm you know I'm not a big league guy, but he was one of the league guys that came over, isn't he? 
Yeah, he's he's mainly seagulls. Yeah, so it's a bit of a difference going from playing for the seagulls or the fringe seagulls to to running around at you know Hunter Wildfires Oval or Southern Districts or it's a massive know, difference. It's a massive Milner, difference. the fucking maniacs over at Milner there. Well, it's even it's even difficult. I will say for some guys coming from like Joey's with ten thousand oh. people, and you end Man, up. I've done some highlights for schoolboys lately. They get ridiculous crowds. Well, I, I will say I went to one of those stupid schools and you you have to attend. So they have oh, so compulsory. Crowd, the, the best crowd policy there is, which is compulsory attendance. So do they check you off or something? You know, where's Gillespie? Yeah. Smoking, smoking behind the toilets as per usual. Yeah, well, I used to, yeah, I used to ditch him all the time to go to Eastwood games and I'd get in trouble. So, um yeah, they, they do check you off at half time. So if, they, if we could maybe implement that across the clubs, um, we might see some huge, some huge crowd numbers. Look how well your life's gone since then. Oh, awful. Um, so yeah, that was just that was from that was from someone else. But uh, who else we got? That's about it from the shoot shield. Well, obviously got the Super Rugby coming up. The Rebels got another win on the weekend. Amazing. Who so, would have guessed that two weeks ago? Not me. Um, I didn't guess that. I thought they'd lose every game this season. Yeah, well, it's. I, I also thought. I uh, look. I think that it's good they picked up a couple. I think it's good. I still good think, for them. <laughs> it's fucking good for them. It's not good for the. It's not good for the Western Force who are in crisis meetings. Well, the Western Force should we do that now? Or they're obviously Simon Cron's coming back. Yeah, so we kind of got an early inkling of this, but because you and I are both social media literate, we didn't break it, even though we should have. Yeah, we should have. Um, yeah, look, Matt, if, like, what, what, what do you say? The guy's, the guy's a go-getter. Um, I've never been coached by him. I've done a podcast with him and spoken to him offline a few times. Um, seems like an awesome dude. Seems like an awesome coach. I so, don't know. Yeah, I, I, I've, had, I've had a little bit to do with him, not much. Um, but I know he's got a good rugby mind from all reports. And he's a he's he's gonna recruit. He's gonna recruit to the force. So I think the force have done a very good job. We've talked about of getting those second, third string guys and effectively getting a shitload of them. They need a few more, in my opinion, upper level. They look, Pasatoa's been good as a young kid. If they want to win six, seven games next year. They might need to reevaluate their tent situation. Are there tents floating around? Yes. Um, they probably need to look at nines as well. Like they need to look at their spine of their team. And oh, I think props. I think they will. I think they will. I think like I'd be very surprised if people don't have emails right now from Simon Cron hitting them up for next year. And I'm sure that people do right now. It's um he's done he's done it an interesting way, hasn't he? He's gone so he's gone from from North, obviously going from what they what they come his first year, like eighth or ninth, seventh maybe, to winning the shoot shield, to Tar's assistant coach, to going to work with Steve Hansen at Toyota, to head coach of the force. <coughs> it's uh it's an interesting sort of career trajectory, isn't it? Look, I think it's yeah, it is, it is. it sort of shows that you've got to take your opportunities in a way. Um, having said that, getting to choose between he, at the time he was sort of up for the head tars uh, gig, or going to Toyota, where I'm sure that they would have had him on a few yen. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, the but one thing you know is that because he's been in the shoot shield system, he he knows who people are. 
He knows who's good. He knows who's young. He's calling the coaches. He's having a look at people heavily. So if it, it's a very good time. And the force have never been they've never been a top contender. They've like they've had periods where they're good, but they've really never been like fuck like look what the force are producing in the west um like at the moment and last year i'd say the force are competitive but like are they a top contender no so this could be their chance um and i think a lot of young guys are going to have to evaluate whether they stick with the tars or the brumbies or like those old school systems or they take it they go out on a limb do uh, does, does the mining and the rm williams money count under the salary cap over there I don't know. It's it, surely they must have some sort of advantage. I know that they have. I, well, at the time where players were getting cuts and shit like that, I believe the force said they weren't going to do that. So they have some. I mean, that's a nice. I feel like all players should have the insurance. That their salary is not going to get fucking cut in a quarter. But um, that is nice to know that they're actually financially backed by like the fourth richest guy in Australia. So whether they're getting paper bags, I don't know. What about um, all these people leaving? So I just saw that uh, Angus Scott Young is going to Northampton with Lukan Salakai Lotu. I think I said that really well. Uh, shout out to that guy. Um, Tom Banks has been offered millions to go to Japan. You know, how do we solve this situation, Jed Gillespie? What would you do if you were Australian rugby? What would you do if you were the players, by the way? Well, and Nick, and Nick Frost as well. I know we well, spoke, we there's met. rumors that he's doing an about face. I don't know, by the way, I've read that. I don't know how well that's going to go in Japan, doing it about face. Because they're big on respect, big on fucking, like, they're very, they treat you very, very well, but you, like, everything's in good faith. Yeah. So that's going to really fucking piss some people off if he does that. And they could hurt him later in his career. I don't, like, if he does want to go there. Angus Scott Young, for me, is a very good back rower. I don't know whether he's in. He's not in the Wallabies team. Would he be in a Wallabies squad at some point? Yes. Um, and Lucan is sort of perpetually in the Wallabies squad. So Tom Banks. But it Tom speaks Banks. to like what I guess what I'm getting at is the money issue getting our best talent overseas. Again, I don't think that's our best talent. Those it's certainly it's certainly top talent. It's top talent. I'll give you that. Um, like I think, it's, it's, I, you're I, right. I think Tom Banks will actually suit Japan better than he suits here. Like I think he'll excel in Japan, um, where it's special teams offense. No one tackles. I think he'll really like that. Like I think it'll suit his game. Does he have more tests in him? Probably right now, but I think he's replaceable. Respectfully, um, is Nick Frost okay. is Nick Frost replaceable? Not really. Is uh, Lucan replaceable? Not at, not at the moment. As sort of like a fourth string Wallaby second rower. I think, put it this way, I think it's a very good time for Luke, like for Lucan career-wise. He's still like probably perceived as on the cusp of the Wallabies team. He's played Tess. He's still a young guy. It'd be a good time for him to go financially. Be smart. Go get, go get those sweet, sweet pounds. Get some pounds into him. So, yeah, it's... Look, I, I, the Frost one, he has to stay. Um, what do you do about the money? I don't know. Because as we've highlighted over and over again, the money's not even close. It's not even times, it's times two, times three. So like, we're not talking a hundred grand, take a hundred grand for your country, son. It's like, 
can you take 40% of your wage? Can we talk about the real issues? Can, we, that- get se- can we get serious? And I don't, uh, also, I haven't said fuck yet. So there's, there's our first fuck, that second fuck, third fuck for the episode. But the real issues going on in the world today, Jed Gillespie. What's that? I know we're a little late on it, but obviously you're a big fan of um, Will Smith and he's slapping the shit out of that guy, Chris Rock. Also, you know, pretty good comedian, let's be fair. What did you make of all that? I want your opinion on it. Will Smith's like love universally, right? Well, I don't think so anymore, but yeah. Did everyone forget he's a crazy Scientologist lunatic? Like, is that, is that, that just gets swept under the rug. Do you but, think having that level of success, that level of fame, fucks with people? Yeah, well, yes, it does. But like, he—how come Tom Cruise, who's obviously a psychopath, he's big into his Scientology. Everyone thinks he's a psychopath. Will Smith, long-time Scientologist, open relationship. His wife sleeps with everyone. His kids are sort of like non-binary, fucking out there doing crazy shit. Like we all, like everyone just ignores it because he sort of looks cool. And doesn't age like he's, bad boys was awesome yeah bad boys was he's a he's a crazy person he's a proper crazy person and i like chris rock man so fuck will smith if i see will smith it's on site on site just, you just brought him up you brought up the other elephant in the room uh tom cruise now what's, uh, I, what's I, he done no I, I, discovered him, I discovered him on tiktok the other day yeah holy holy shit that guy's a fucking out there sort of human yeah, look, he's 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 loopy. He's also like five foot three, um, which I enjoy. Tiny Tom Cruise running across the screen. So I can't say I don't watch any of his action shit because it's not realistic that like the FBI, the CIA, are going to hire a four foot eleven guy to run oh, a mission impossible, and yet they do every single mission. So it's mission unlikely, yes, but not yeah. mission impossible. <laughs> mission medium to, medium to difficult, um, uh, tough mission. Yeah, but so I guess it doesn't sell as well as Mission Impossible. Anyway, I don't like him either. Um, oh, There's but, been other issues going on in the world. I'm certain of it, but they've all blanked to me at the moment. Well, no, but with the, before that, the the Australian Men's Sevens. Oh, yeah. They won. It's, well, they came third, but... They, that's still a win. It's a great win. So they were yeah. dominant through their pool stages, um, dominant in their quarter, and the semi was tough. I look... Drawing Fiji is tough because you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, and Fiji were just a little bit too good. We got uh, Australia had a yellow card. But it was just awesome to see some success in a system that realistically has almost no funding. Do you, um, reckon, do you reckon that this just goes to show that the full-time program is a bit redundant? Because you brought yeah. in a, a bunch of part-time players and they've gone pretty well. That's a good question. but. I mean, most of those guys, you'd have to say the majority of the team are full-time. I think that's that's fair. Like, uh, I'm saying of the 13 guys, like, you know, eight or nine are full-time, whatever. But the system's been slashed in in half since, you know, three or four years ago. Um, I honestly think that three or four years ago, they needed to roll over some talent. Um, Some of their guys who were their mainstays, and they have done that. Uh, I think that, it does show that if you pick the right people from the shoot shield, they can do a good job. Like Ben Mars been playing for years and he's a good athlete. He's a good player. So like he played really well. Tim Clements, it didn't, it doesn't take a genius to literally just watch the highlights from the last three, four years 
and go, geez, that uni wing is fast as hell, man. He's he's a good player. Um, and then Gonzo and Ice. So, like, like Gonzo is obviously one of the fastest people on the planet, over 40 metres, and just a freak. So, I, it was really Isn't cool. he really strong as well, like physically? Stupid. Like stupid, stupid, stupid. Like deadlifts, 250s, 270, something like that. Um, That's not even fair. I don't know, but it, my point is like it, it was good to see, and I, like obviously Johnny's ex ex or current Eastwood, but like you know he's ex shoot shield, so you know when he got in that he had eyes for those guys, but he's under pressure um, as the new guy in there, um, and they, they 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 delivered. They've come, they've done pretty well in their tournaments. So I don't know. I think the first just quietly, Jed Gillespie. How good would being a sevens player be when the world's normal? You go on Singapore to Vancouver. Yeah, look, I think sevens is truly horrific. At that level, playing it would be horrible. Um, just how hard it would be, it makes me feel nauseous. But Have the, you ever played sevens? Oh, not for 15 years, Shelby. I, pl- I played at this Alaskan sevens tournament, and I, I'm the worst. Like, I have no speed at all, and it was hard. It was hard. We played the U.S. Army team. Oh, they would have been laid back. We had, oh, they were they were like praying and stuff before the game. We rocked up, hung over, you know, other things that you're allowed to do in Alaska, you know, <laughs> which you're a big no, fan of. Murder. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that, that yeah, look, riding, riding I, I, think, I, I do think it'd be awesome. Like, imagine how many stops, you, imagine how many like stamps you get in your passport, just one season. It'd be, it'd be fantastic. You know, it's certainly an experience to, to be on that circuit for like two years or something would be, and, and and these days you get to go to the Commonwealth Games and the fucking Olympics. Like, it's I'd unreal. Pay, I'd pay good money to get in that Olympic Village. Can I ask you a very serious question? Yeah. Do you think that the rugby? I think rugby has fucked up. Um, like they they started a lot of the the professional women's stuff earlier than the the rugby league did, but it seems like the rugby league have done such a great job with the NRLW. And turning the women's game into a bit of a spectacle, but but I feel like rugby actually started first, and they just didn't go on with it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, is that a is that a serious question? I don't know if it's serious. In terms of professionalism, like the women's sevens was well, 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 well before NRLW. Uh, in terms of full time professionalism, the women's sevens is still far ahead of NRLW. But in like the NRLW if you're on a standard contract is $10,000 max. So very, very poor, but compare that to super W. Well, super W is nothing, but at the top level, strange sevens, women's like Charlie Cassidy could be making a very, very big amount she's of money. Getting, she's going eight. She's going good. And then eight. you probably have four or five other of the female players who are on a very good wage. So yeah. the top end, Still way better, but you're right. Like the expansion, I think it's just more it's more followed, mate. Like we can put a new South Wales Sevens team out there, but if there's no one going to the Tars game to start with, like how how are, they, how are you gonna get filter off interest? Rugby league's such a shit game. <laughs> it is. Let's just fucking not sugarcoat it. It's shit. It's it's I look, I never watched it after sort of being in and around it. I have an appreciation for it now, but it's just so well set up it is so well set up and like afl no 
I'm with you there. I went to the game when I was in Melbourne, half an hour break at half time. Some of the supporters are the worst supporters I've ever seen. I like look, AFL, I heaps respect for the athleticism. Like oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable athletes. Yeah. And you know what? Being an AFL player in Melbourne is like being a God amongst men. So I don't like got nothing against them. The game itself, it's just three guys dropping a ball for two hours. Like I, I can't watch it. It's I also went to the MCG. Walking the MCG was awesome. After that, I could have left. There didn't have to be a game on. Um, but the MCG is better than the game. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Look, uh, rugby league, rugby league, simple sport, man. It's really simple, and that's what people like about it. But also, their followings are insane. Like they are, they are insane. How the the you know you meet where though in Australia, like in a few places, Penrith, Blacktown, fucking oath. But I'm serious. But like that's what. That's what's talking, man. Money talks. Like, that is heavily supported. Like, we have a, you know, a skeleton crew of Tigers fans at Eastwood who are perpetually sad. And even at trainings, they're talking about league and this and that. Like, it's just so heavily supported. Well, do you feel it's probably they've done a good job of getting the tribal nature of it? You know, so the Sharks, you're from Cronulla, you support the Sharks because that's your team, that's your area. Yeah. Whereas if you're from New South Wales, it's hard to support the Waratahs. Do you know what I mean? Shouldn't be. I actually, I, I think the, be. one of the best things they've done is playing at Leichhardt. Um, I think that's one of the better things they've done. Going back, going back a couple of years when it used to be at Allianz or whatever, or SFS, and you got a stadium like a hundred thousand person stadium with eleven thousand people in. It, I think sucks. That it would be smart of them to keep doing that. Like play to the the Leichhardt games have got a bit of kick to them. They got a bit of like they got a bit of localized tribal thing to it. It does have that to it. Um, I would I would do them at those grounds. So Brookvale being another example, but Brookvale might as well be a fucking have goats on it. Is the worst surface of all time. Um, but those I, mean, I, think, I think those stadiums are better. You're better suited. What about Milner? Just play at Milner. Like fuck yeah, I suppose. Like honestly, if you had a task game at Milner, you'd get it would be standing room. But you'd stack the place, wouldn't you? Like take it to like like any of the shoot shield grounds that are suitable. For sure, take it to for sure. Imagine, yeah, for sure. Imagine, I imagine mean, the crowd. Imagine the crowd. The crowd would be the crowd would be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have we'd have five six ACLs post game, but that's all right. You know, bit hey, better. It's rugby. It's life, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, is anyone laying... Who's laying turf down there? You guys still got turf? Mate, what about the the eight weeks of fucking torrential rain? Jesus. Well, we're just not allowed on TJ. It doesn't matter. Well, we barely are, but we've been able to play games somehow. Let's talk mate, about You should that. see it. Let's you should see what that. they fucking... You should see what they fucking do. We've got these amazing volunteers. The day before the game, the place is literally underwater. You could fucking get a boat and paddle around it. The next day, dry. So they get all these pumps in, and then they just ship it off. The backfield's pretty much fucked now, you know. It, which it, it was. It's it worth, was anyway. It's worth talking about the rain because, like, the rain has been incredible, and it has significantly hampered the shoot shield. Now, to to uh, Randwick have synthetics they train on and east, east. obviously yeah. so east look like north have access to a synthetic as well yeah so there's a few teams a few not sydney, many sydney uni have been training mornings at some school 
yeah, uh, that has a synthetic. So there's teams that do, but yeah, like, but finding um, just for anyone, any of the listeners, finding a finding a synthetic field now when it's raining is like finding gold in your bathroom. It is incredible. Like we we trained at six a.m. one Saturday morning just because it'd been raining <coughs> two weeks. Like, so the teams that do have access regularly to synthetic fields look like geniuses now. Congratulations, you're all fucking geniuses. Um, now, do you catch boils at East and all sorts of infections? Staff, probably, but media, yeah, if you're in the clubhouse. But the all you, <laughs> the, but to be able to train all year round, you look like geniuses. The rest of us, um, training's been very hard, and I know you like you can tell us in a minute. We've been obviously at TG. We've got the we've got backfields. We've got a little bowling green. Now, what it's meant is obviously first grade have taken priority. Uh, that's meant twos probably have trained 50%. But more importantly, and we'll have to touch on this later, thirds and fourths have barely trained in a month. So not only does that hurt, obviously, their prep and, you know, it's good to get the guys together and it's good to train to prepare, but it hurts attendance. Um, and that's been something that we, we are going to have to touch on. But how's it? So, so we've sort of, like last Thursday, we did our training at a tennis court. Um, we've, we've, we've been at a hockey field. We've been at hockey fields. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd take a hockey field if you had one. Yeah, it's it's different, but because it's not it's not like one of those soft Astro turf ones. It's quite it's quite firm and it's not full size. So it's yeah, you're right. It's it's been, been a shit show. It's been a shit has, show. Has been, but but look, nearly everyone else is dealing with it, so you can't really use it as an excuse. Meant to rain again this weekend. <laughs> what do you do? What are your lower grades been doing? uh they've still been training when they can so we we have a field three so you know the field directly behind southern district's goalpost going towards the back yep so we've been still been able to do some units and some skills work on that even though it is an absolute slush heap and i've ruined my shoes every time i walk on there yeah i've got no so shoes this, left. i've got no shoes left also <laughs> mate you, you literally walk out there and and you i Go to the boss, mate. Where are we? He goes, you're in field three. And I look around, I'm trying to find the driest, firmest spot to do scrums or line outs, and it's just terrible everywhere. So I just spray paint, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, but, but you, what, what can you do? You've just got to get on with it. Um, but it's been hard. Like, we haven't really been able to practice kick chase, for example, because we haven't had a field. Yeah. You know, you know, no, I, mean, like, I think, I think a lot of teams would be in the same boat, and it's, it's been really, really difficult. So maybe as time progresses, now the problem is a lot. We've all ruined our second fields. Um, as time progresses, maybe you'll see a better standard of football across the comp as teams train a little bit more. I've, I can't remember a season with less, like in the month before less prep um, in terms of actual time on field. Like, like you said, even getting lineouts in, like or scrums like you're you're in a foot of water it doesn't really matter where you are um so it's been it's it's been a it's been a murky builder now the 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 thing the rumor around the shoot shield um is the lower grades at the moment lower grades are struggling for numbers um, yeah. not pretty much everywhere pretty much everywhere so Oh, we're like we're, we're we're struggling for numbers for the first time in a while. Um, we fill the teams, but it's like I, there was, you know, some like you know just to turn up Saturday sort of thing. I know some clubs are also struggling for numbers big time, so there might be a move 
to scratch. I heard a whisper that there's going to be an evaluation of the lower grades. When are they going to do that? I don't know. But I, I know Sydney rugby stressed. Sydney rugby stressed because, you know, 50% of the comp in fours are uncontested and, you know, that's filtering up to threes. Like, numbers aren't what they were. They're really not what they were. I can't speak for South. So I can speak for Eastwood and I've seen other teams. Like, East, East have fucking 200 players. Um, I think that's correlated maybe to the fact they've also trained nonstop. But yeah. if you put two seasons in a row where there's been no threes, <laughs> really, definitely no fours, pretty much no threes. And then you also combine that with no training. Travel opening up again. You lose, um, people, you lose, you lose, you were losing people. And it's such a big commitment for guys to play, you know, even third grades, two, three nights a week, plus game, plus, you know, I, I, I get it. Yeah, we look, we've been struggling too. A lot of that's due to injuries. We've got crazy amounts of injuries this week, um, which I'm sure every club suffers with. So you can't really use that as an excuse. But look, if, if the whole point of Premier Rugby is for it to be Premier, which is what they say they want. Uh, they, they've got to do something about it. I, I, I think the perfect situation is you have a first grade and a second grade, compulsory. You can have third grade and fourth grade. And if you get enough teams, you can have a comp. So just say, just say we've, we've got a third grade team or a fourth grade team and we're due to play you guys. I ring you, Jed. You guys got enough for you know, a third or a fourth grade game. You go, well, look, we could scratch a third grade together. Beautiful. And they, But they still have a comp, but it's not... It's not compulsory yeah, under you gotta you gotta combine combine the sort of lack of numbers at the moment with whatever selection of teams have, have been pushing to cut the comp right down for a long time. Um and you're starting to get a bit of a concerning argument. So the the, the teams and I fucking love fourth grade and third grade because they're one one like we we've we'd have at least five or six guys who've played a third grade game in first grade at the moment. Like it, you develop talent. Sometimes when guys come to the club, they're, I don't know, they're 30 kilos overweight or they're nowhere near and three, four years later, they're on the bench for ones or they're a good player. So you need those teams. In addition, that all your club, all your, your your club energy, what you are as a club, a lot of it comes from the lower graders. They're the reason that rugby is great. Exactly. They're the ones they're yeah. watching. They're the ones they're who play the footy on Saturday because they fucking enjoy it. They're not trying to make money. They're not trying to go anywhere. They like playing rugby. And then they, 100%. Then they stick around sport. They're, they're the pro- predominant of what makes clubs great. So where you get gr- great lower grade, you'll get great support. And that is like Souths. That is like Easts. That is like those clubs that always have a lot of, even Randwick, have, have that sort of lower grade thing coming. Now, <coughs> if you delete that, you know, do you lose your culture? Maybe. Maybe. But like this is what's going. This is, I'm telling you, there's going to be an assessment at some point, considering the lack of numbers. Yeah, if they're going by the letter of the participation agreement, if guys, if teams fail to field lower grade teams, you'll be out. So hopefully it doesn't come to that, and cooler heads and smarter decisions prevail. But matter, I agree. There's the participation uh, agreement is a fucking waste of paper. Well, it's written, didn't it have like crayons and... What I heard, yeah. everyone just, they cut their finger with blood and just bled on it. It's a waste of time because no one ever abides by it. Teams have been fucking stuffing it up for 10 years on the trot. Nothing happened, so... Um, oh, they're all wearing their robes in the desert, sort of sacrificing animals and... That's Sydney Uni, Sydney Uni off-season. 
Um, yeah, look, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen there, but it's going to, it's going to, it's, uh, I don't know. Do you feel like this, like the, the world we know has changed? Or the world we knew. I don't, I don't the world think, we knew's changed. It's I don't know. I don't know if I speak that deeply, mate. I don't know if I think that deeply. Yes, you do. Yes, you fucking do. Your brain's just going about line outs and scrums and fucking. It is attack plays and. Well, I don't know. Has it, has it changed? Yes, people still walk around with masks on, buy coffee with masks on. Um, I've stopped listening to anything COVID related, but. Things have changed, and COVID sort of brought it on for footy as well. There's been some changes, so fucking is what it is, I suppose. But it's not good for guys who, particularly our older vintage, like our parents' age, who sort of grew up in that era. They're not going to like seeing that. I think they're going to. I don't think they're going to like it. I think it's going to suck for them, but it might be just the way things are heading. I don't know. Oh fuck! I wish we didn't have training tonight. We could have a couple of beers doing this. Yeah, it's t- I will say the. Uh, I do look forward to my Wednesdays when I get Wednesday off. It's nice. You don't um, get Wednesdays off. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week. Um, you are. Oh, yeah, no, we we got we're Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. So um, obviously, reduce week with the game Friday would just be a little captain's run Thursday. But <laughs> what else is going on in the world? Obviously, you're a big golf fan. That guy won the Masters. Tiger was there. Yeah, I would a question on Tiger Woods. I'm a big fan of that guy. You are? Yeah. All right. Everyone treats him like a god, all right? It just goes to show, in my opinion, if you're good enough at something, you can do whatever you want. Do you know what I think he fucked up with? Or the sh- never, it, No, I don't even think that's a fuck up. I think he fucked up pretending to be perfect. That's exactly right. But that's my crime with him is that, like, Tiger Woods fans are crazy, crazy fans. Like, they are. Like, just so it's it's like a religion, but like the dude, the dude cr- crashed his car on painkillers and like he stuffed himself up. It's a great return story. But before that, like he had an absolutely sorted off-field stuff. Like, and then yeah, wasn't it? as long as I don't have to pretend he's some sort of like angelic messiah, he's a he's a demon. He's but a- it's like it's like Shane Warne. Shane Warne never pretended to be anything else other than who he was, and I think that's why. Everyone loved him because he was just a normal bloke with faults and he just, you know, liked doing all the things that we like doing or that you like doing. Same <laughs> with Tiger. <laughs> Same with John Daly. Obviously, you're a big John Daly fan. You know how I feel about John Daly, one of the greatest athletes of all time. Super talented guy. Has always been himself. Everyone loves him. Tiger, if he was himself from minute one, he would be even more adored. I agree. But that, I think that's where he loses me a little bit. Is that he pretends he pretend he wants to be like the like the golfing like idol, you know, like train hard, work hard, but like behind the scenes, he's you know train hard, fuck hard. That's an old Yoda quote. Have you seen that meme? <laughs> I have seen that meme. I don't. <laughs> I think that that Tiger's been subscribing to that, but like, yeah, I, I I think it was cool to see him back, but it was a dubious time. Is the day the Masters for me, or it was a really early morning, wasn't it? I don't know, mate. I've, to me, golf is all about drinking, and I'm not going to watch it sober. Absolutely not. And I'm not even going to participate in it sober. It's like cricket. Yeah, you know, I like cricket's good background noise. There's nothing about <coughs> being in Yeah, the when, when you're drinking. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not uh, yeah, I suppose. But like, 
I like just having it on day three against India. We're fucking four for 970 and you just have a little nap. That's cricket for me. Anything else interesting happening? I'm, I've, I should have written down stuff. Like in the last two weeks, there's been shit going on in the world. There's an election coming up. We don't have to talk anymore about politics now. We've mentioned it for our one guy that doesn't like it. Yeah, we're not allowed to talk about that. But they, Mate, that's a, that's a, Oh, you know what I have been doing? You know what I have been doing? I've been yeah. going into a deep dive on Joe Biden uh, quotes on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, I just I, I can't even understand if it's you, you just cannot make this stuff up it's unreal and it's yeah. highly entertaining it's scary man it's so scary oh. it's so, <laughs> so scary mate they must have hated Donald Trump and you know what I love as well the U- US media have this like that have all these political commentators and it's just a form of entertainment and they're all paid millions of dollars to have these opinions. And it's the whole purpose of it is for the entertainment of us. I will say. It's an industry. Joe Biden's lost his fucking mind. Um, oh, the, some of the videos. <laughs> I did write down. So the NRLW got a, they've received an application for a transgender athlete for next year. Oh my God. Go on. Your move. Your move, Australia. Go on. You guys pick. I don't care anymore. You guys can pick. Mate, I reckon we should all just identify as zebras and, you know, well, like you bears. Are, I you identify are, as a bear. You are wearing stripes. My point is you're on a slippery – you're on a very dangerous trajectory for lefties because, like, the, that um, swimmer already swept up, completely eliminated oh. hundreds of swimmers' hopes. Um Olympic medalists we're beating Olympic medalists by 20 seconds if you let uh, if you let this happen in the NRLW you could end up with someone very 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 injured if Tavita Tavita Eni Pangai Jr decides to play for the NRLW you could end up in big big trouble mate I'm trying to remember the wording for this meme that I saw lately and it's it's something along the lines of there's never been a better t- time to be a man because if you fail as a man you can always go and be a woman something along that something like that oh it's it's so counter intuitive um hey, we, we got some fan questions did you yeah, want did you want up, did bro. you want to uh mr i'll be spraying me but go on oh no, no. this is an interesting question from mr ed craig Oh. Are there more doors or wheels in the world? Hashtag doors or wheels. There'd have to be more wheels, surely. Yeah, this could go forever. I've heard them talking about this on other podcasts. It's like the, it was a big internet thing. Um, I think there's more doors. Well, like even just in my house, there's one, two, three. Four, four. Oh, then you've got sliding doors and fucking cut. Yeah, you're right. The cupboard doors are doors, aren't they? It's Jeez, a, it going to do my head in. I didn't invest any mental energy into that because I knew at the time I was like, I don't think whoever created this was evil. It's an evil question. Um, You know those questions that they give you that are like, uh, but that make you think like the TARS did a few during pre-season where they put out like a riddle. Yeah, You're a big yeah. fan of those ones. You're a big fan of those type of mental challenges. You like to break a mental sweat. Yeah, but they'll make me look stupid probably. 
anyway. I am what I am, mate, you know. Um, Just Jed, current Waratah captain, Wallaby squad member, Just Jed 1-2, responded to your question sticker. Who has been more impressive, Moana or Drua? She's a great addition to the comp, aren't they? I'm very happy that they've come good. That's a tough question. I think Drew, I think Moana are more conventional in the way they play. Um, like they're they're going toe to toe with the New Zealanders at their own game. So like they've they've got a better set piece. Like the Drew are down to a three man lineout. So like the, you know the Drew are on another planet. They're just playing fucking Fiji ball and just go and see if you can stop us. And it's worked once or twice. Um, Mm. Sit, don't sit on the fence, Jigulis. I'm not. I'm going to have an opinion. I'm going to say Fiji. The reason I'm saying Fiji is because a lot of the Moana guys were sit, like in systems um, in in New Zealand, um, yeah. and Fiji. You've got some guys from all over the place. So, like, obviously, a couple of guys from club rugby here. But I'm going to say Fiji. They're doing their own thing. Um, they took some lashings, and then. I really, they're, they're turning out some superstars. A few of the guys in the Fijian team, I hope you enjoy seeing them because they won't be back next year. They'll be have, they'll have a baguette and a latte and they'll be in the south of France. Getting that sweet euro. Sweet, sweet euro. All right, Fat Bill Mac has a three-part question. Uh, you know, why not? Let's, let's give him the three questions. Will Pony ever fit into a backs jersey again or is it a reserve front row jersey for life? Um, I think it's front row jersey for life, William. Uh, shout out to my brother, Robert James, just got engaged. Fuck, it's weird seeing your friends grow up, bro. Holy shit. Yeah, there's a lot of babies. There's, I, I, firstly, I can only comment from a distance on Pony's physique. I would say, <laughs> I would say uh, the prop jersey, unless there's a very big backs one. Um, yeah, it's weird, mate. Oh, there's a lot of babies around me at the moment. Um, oh, mate, he's, he's just... Um, He's moved back to Menon to save money to buy a house. I'm like, oh no, the days of just being around the corner are over. But Pony, if you if he just took all his money right and he put it on red, he could double it in one go. He could have five houses. <laughs> he could have five. <laughs> okay, thoughts on how the emus will go in the Canberra competition? Also from a fat Bill Mac. They pulled out. Mm, they they no, they didn't. Apparently, they. Some of their social media suggested that they went to a game there on the weekend. Obviously, you're a big Canberra John Dent Cup. Uh, John Ident Cup. John Ident. John Ident Cup. Fantastic name, Mr. Dent. Shout out to him wherever he is, and the whole Dent family. Obviously, big, obviously big supporters of this podcast. They had a game against the Canberra Vikings. I thought. Did we not read that they pulled out? I got told that they pulled out. Let's see what the score is. I didn't think anyone from Penrith ever pulled out. I'm not going anywhere near that. <laughs> oh, uh, they're called Tuggeranong, aren't they? Tuggeranong. Tuggeranong. Go with the next part of the question and I'll find it. Uh, okay, Mr. Bill Mack, Fat Bill Mack, who are looking the goods already two rounds into the shoot shield? We kind of answered that. Yeah. Nor so the standout at the moment for me. Yeah, I agree. I think that they're the team to beat. Um, they're a good side. 
there, there's not much more I can say about them. They're a good side. Also, while you're pondering your Penrith answer, pondering the Penrith answer, do you like a little tongue twister there for the listeners? Uh, shout out to the Cowra Eagles Rugby Club. Obviously, very big fans of the show. Fantastic people, fantastic scrum machine. And uh, the great Hugh Sinclair paid them a visit the other day. Um, obviously, they the Sinclairs have, uh, you know, they live out there and they're part of the community. So it's awesome to see our elite players given back and to such a great club as well. Bunch of, mate, we should go out there one day, Jed. That's a fucking great bunch of blokes out there. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, I love, as I said, I love Kara. I love that part of the world. So I'd, I'm happy to go out there, farm once a wife. Oh, 100%. 100%. All right, that's all our questions. Um, I think I can't find any results. Penrith are in the comp, which is good. Um, well, it's good for Pen- it's good for Penrith if they're wishing to retain a thing. I think they'll struggle. Um, quite frankly, it's it would be very very difficult traveling to Canberra. What one in let's say one? In, I don't know whether they've come to an agreement. By the way, with the comp, the, the Canberra teams. Imagine a team from Canberra coming into the Shoot Shield now. I don't know it used to happen, but you got to travel to to Penrith to play, um, and the Penrith are traveling pretty much to Canberra every second week. I think that's really really difficult. Um, they haven't traveled well traditionally. I hope they go well. I hope it goes well, um, but it's been tough times at Penrith for fifteen years, so I don't think it's going to go well. Well said. Matt, any other outrageous opinions, uh, conspiracy theories that you've been digging into of late? You got any views on the way, the state of the world, the state of the union? Um, you know, any, anything to finish this off in a well-rounded manner? Um, we've buried Will Smith. Um, yeah, that was good. Um, we do have an episode. We do have an episode that we we will we'll try and release when possible with Tane Edmund. Um, that we did yes. last week. Fucking hell, Tane. You know we can't edit things on this show. Yeah, so the, the, we have to edit a section where Tane's talking about... Um, is, he de- is he being derogatory about his teammates? No, nah, he, well, he's talking about who he finds attractive. Um, he was just saying that he has a crush on s- certain players and he thought it might make them uncomfortable. So um, we, we, there will be an episode with Tate Edmonds. Quite an interesting one. He's been playing some good footy. Um, bias declared, declaring bias, everyone out there. I've already declared it a thousand times, but... I think objectively he was quite good last week. So um, it'll be very interesting, by the way, on that to see what the Tars do with their fly halves because they have three for next year. They've got Tane, they've got Donaldson, and they've got Will Harrison, who hasn't been able to get back in. Uh, Not all of them can stay. I feel like we should smoke cigars on one of these episodes. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I I mean, I... I'd, I'd have to look at the rental agreement, but I'm sure maybe get- next time. Maybe next time we can get back in person. Like, you know, do you know what I mean? We we need to set up a business around this. You and that's the thing with coaching. You got so much that goes into coaching that people don't really know or see. That that's where a lot of the attention and time goes at the moment. Oh, it's stupid! I was after the weekend. I was so tired emotionally from um, <laughs> that fucking game. I was just like, why can't you idiots just score a few more tries so I can relax? Honestly, I need to be on an IV drip for games at the moment. 
Uh, just don't wa- or just don't watch. <laughs> like if he does, I think so. I think it's Moneyball where the general manager during the games he draw he draw he leaves the stadium, drives off to in yeah. the and listens to it on the radio occasionally. I think I might do that with whatever radio stations covering the shoot shield these days. Right. Well, they got a sort of clutch TV deal out. I wanted to watch our third and fourth grade and second grade boys. Well, you're talking nothing. Bar, not on Bark TV. I don't think second grade is. Really? No, I looked into it. There was nothing. I tried to uh, watch. I tried to watch fourth grade versus uh, versus East, and I couldn't find it. So that actually sucked because I wanted to watch it. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're right. How do we get a gig as a commentary pairing? I don't know if I want to be a commentary pairing. I've got to be honest. The, I don't know. I don't know who falls into these sort of jobs, but it, I think that I would only get more scrutiny than I would get now. I would get. Imagine how much scrutinizer. Like you just call it how it is. You wouldn't be able to be like, uh, "It's an unlucky throw." There, you'd be like, "Mate, that's his tenth crooked throw in a row." Like he missed his fucking triggers. Like pull his, <laughs> someone pull this bloke off the field. He hasn't thrown since fucking Vietnam. Like, can we get him off the field? Um, so no, I don't think I'll be cut out for the co- for the coaching world. I mean, for the country world, country world as well. Look, uh, probably probably makes being a lawyer seem like a walk in the park. Being a coach, I don't want to be. F- fuck it, <sighs> man. There's too many fucking lawyers in the world already. You well, everyone I see, that's what. Uh, that, how many is there? That's what I've got to ask. Have, firstly, how many lawyers is there? One, too many. How many? Also, how many physios is there? There's so many physios. Well, I think physio seems like a good job at the time. And like lawyers, a prestigious job. You couldn't pay me to do either. I think we need a culling. We need to start oh. culling people from professions. I want to see oh. back to the basics. I want to see us back to the basics. You've got the doctors, you know, you've got the lawyers, the big regulated institutions, prostitutes. These are the old, old professions that go back to Jesus. World's oldest profession, mate. That's what we need to get back to. We need to get back to the basics. So more prostitutes. No, that's not what I said. I think maybe, <laughs> maybe that's, that's the our silly Sunday thing, but not for us. It's uh, um look, it's it's a confusing time in the world. I would like to just earn money being myself. I'm tr- I'm certainly making an attempt at it. I feel like I could do more. Um, yeah, you know. look, we're. I need to, I'm going to start a GoFundMe soon. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. Uh, uh, to finish, ladies and gentlemen out there, go get your Pokemon cards out. Pokemon cards are worth money now. Um, I recently, my, a friend of mine who's uh, very financially savvy and uh, very, very hard worker, got plenty of cash. He, uh, he invested in some new cards. So he has gone, uh, he's lost his ones from his childhood and he's gone and invested uh, quite a quite a bit in uh, Pokemon cards as sort of an alternative to NFTs and crypto and whatnot. So uh, I had to dig mine up last night from a garage to potentially sell for next week's rent. So if you've and got Pokemon, awesome. if you've got Pokemon cards out there and you'd like to give them to the program, uh, just just let us know. We'll trade any sort of memorabilia. I'll trade any of my rugby jerseys from my career. Um, I'll trade my blood. Uh, I'll do anything. Give me your Charizards. You keep all your rugby jerseys. Yeah. Well, I think well, like I've had to obviously move recently to <sighs> the hole in the wall, a studio at Hunters Hill, which has actually had two visitors now. Very good. Interesting. Um, for podcasts. No, for female for, female visitors. Podcast for podcast. Oh, podcast. right, right. Um, and so I did have there was an enormous culling of gear. Um, well, yeah. I think, <laughs> 
rugby gear. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. The way I look at it is I think you, you sort of keep a jersey from each team uh, you make, I think, um, or you've been in. I don't think you really throw away game jerseys that you've played in. I think it's probably taboo, but all the things associated with that, so like tracksuit, shirts, things like that, I just put in a pretty much a 100-litre garbage bag and took up to TJ Milner, and it was gone within 15 seconds. So it's good to see the boys up there desperate for some kit. Uh, I, I did notice Waylo wearing some new kit the other day. Yeah, well, they, I literally, I put it down, turned around to lock my car, and it was... It's all in his car. It's all in Paolo's car. Yeah, so, it's, uh, yeah, so that's my view on, on old kit. But uh, hopefully one day I won't have grandchildren because I can't find a partner, but uh, my, <laughs> my grand nieces and nephews will be able to wear that stuff. Well, look, I feel like this is a good way to end a very interesting <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Pokemon cards, old rugby kit, and um, you know maybe an advertisement for you to find a suitable lady friend. No, no, I don't have time. I don't have time. Uh, who does, mate? Who does? I don't, well, you're married. Oh, am I? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time. I don't have time. We got we too much training or too much blindness to look at. I don't have time. I'm asexual. Nice. I've gone asexual. I'm done. Okay. Uh, there we go. We'll clip that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll clip that. Uh, Jed Gillespie, I'm asexual 2022. The 2020s oh. are the weirdest fucking years ever. I, I look forward to uh, the aliens landing. Uh, fuck. Who else? Teams, Who knows? Team, yeah, teams out there, as we're wrapping up, um, a few guys at East would have gone out and bought, bought caffeine gum. Go buy caffeine gum. It tastes very, very good. I took three packets to training last week. And... Yes. We had a very good training. We had a we had a very very good training. Tell you what, there was no slump at the start. Uh, but yeah, a few of the players have gone out, and bought them for themselves, um, and then they've been asking me where they are. So uh, it's it's not it's not dear. It's 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 not too expensive. It's very 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 good value for money. Hit up Chubby, and he will have them to you asap. It really helps me uh, continue my lifelong dream of doing nothing. As well. Yeah, and that's what we want in the end of the day. But it is a very good product. Tars use it. Rebels use it. Uh, Drew use it. Everyone uses it for a reason. Um, Swans, GWS, Manly Seagulls, uh, Kayak Australia. So we're getting, if we're getting there. If you want to prep properly for training, feeling a little bit tired after work, have a piece of caffeine gum. If you're in your mid-40s, uh, you're a bit overweight and you're bored, have some caffeine gum as well. And for those beer-drinking athletes such as myself, the mid-beer slump, it's awesome. And you know what? We, we need to fuck. We're, we're getting our numbers up on this podcast very slow as we, we don't have a huge machine supporting us, but subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram. Tell us who you'd like us to get on the podcast. Hopefully, our schedules will align more regularly going forward and we will be able to give you some consistent content. Yep. Hopefully. Hopefully, people. Hopefully. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. As per usual, I can't remember a single thing we talked about, um, but it was fun. And you know what? I'm going to end this recording. Much love to all of you. And if you don't chew caffeine gum, fuck you. Fuck you, bro.